Chapter 58 of Nights with Uncle Remus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. Nights with Uncle Remus by Joel Chandler Harris. Chapter 58 The Origin of the Ocean. Uncle Remus? said the little boy, one night shortly after Daddy Jack's story of the lion's sad predicament. "'Mama says there are no lions in Georgia, nor anywhere in the whole country.' "'To be surely not, honey, to be surely not!' exclaimed Uncle Remus. "'I don't know who the name of goodness been a putting that kind of idea in your head, and they better not let me find out, neither, cause I'll take and put Ma's John after him right raw and rank.' Dad, I will. Well, you know Daddy Jack said that Brother Rabbit met the lion coming down the road. Bless your soul, honey. That's way across the water where old man Jack took and come from. Mighty long time ere go it dat. It's away off yon, lots further than Virginia yet. We all are on one side of the water, and the lions and most all the other servigious creatures they are on the other side. Ain't I never tell you how come that? The little boy shook his head. Well, sir, I dunno what I've been doing all this time that I ain't tell you that, cause that's where the worstest kind of doings took and happen. Yes, sir, the worstest kind of doings, and I'll just whirl in and gin it out right now for old man Jack come wobbling in. One time, way back yonder, fore there was any folks a-foolin' around, Mr. Lion, he took and tuck a notion that he'd go huntin', and nothin' to do him but Br'er Rabbit must go with him. Br'er Rabbit, he allowed that he up for any kind of fun on top side of the ground. With that, they put out, they did, and they hunt and hunt clean cross the country. Mr. Lion, he'd lamb a-loose and miss the game, and then Br'er Rabbit, he'd lamb a-loose and fetch it down. No sooner is he do this than Mr. Lion, he'd squall out, "'It's mine! It's mine! I killed it!' Mr. Lion's such a big man that Br'er Rabbit scared to dispute long with him, but he lay it up in his mind for to get even with him. They went on and they went on. Mr. Lion, he'd lamb a-loose and missed the game, and old Br'er Rabbit, he'd lamb a-loose and hit it, and Mr. Lion, he'd take and whirl in and claim it. They hunt all day long, and when night come, they is such a fur ways from home that they had to camp out. They went on, they did, till they come to a creek, and when they come to dat, they took and scrape away the trash and build em a fire on the bank, and cooked a supper. After supper, they sat up there and told tales, they did, and Br'er Rabbit, he took and brag about what a good hunter Mr. Lion is. And Mr. Lion, he leant back on his elbow and felt mighty biggity. By and by, when de eyelids get sort of heavy, Br'er Rabbit, he up and allow, I'm a monstrous heavy sleeper, Mr. Lion, when I gets to napping. And I hope and trust I ain't going to disturb you dis night, yet I got my doubts. Mr. Lion, he roach his hair back out in his eyes and allow, I'm a monstrous heavy sleeper myself, Br'er Rabbit. 
and I'll feel mighty glad if I don't roust you up in the course of the night. Brer Rabbit, he took and changed his terbacker from one side of his mouth to the other, he did, and he up and allow, Mr. Lion, I wish you'd be so good as to show me how you snore just fore you get sound asleep. Mr. Lion, he took and draw in his breath sort of hard, and show Brer Rabbit. Then Brer Rabbit low, Mr. Lion, I wish you'd be so good as to show me how you snore after you done get sound asleep. Mr. Lion, he took and suck in his breath, and every time he suck in his breath it sound just like a whole passel of mules when they whinny after fodder. Brer Rabbit look astonished. He rolled his eye and low, I hear you're a mighty big man, Mr. Lion, and you surely is. Mr. Lion, he hold his head one side and try to look ashamed, but all the same he ain't feel ashamed. By and by, he shot his eye and gun to nod, and then he lay down and stretch himself out. It wa'n't long for he begun to snore like he snore when he ain't sleeping sound. Brer Rabbit, he lay there. He ain't saying nothing. He lay there with one ear heist up and one eye open. He lay there, he did. By and by, Mr. Lion begun to snore like he snore when he done gone faster asleep. When old Brer Rabbit year dis, he get up from there and sprinkle hisself wid de coal ashes round de fire, and then he took and fling a whole passel of hot embers on Mr. Lion. Mr. Lion, he'd jump up, he did, and ax who done dat. And Br'er Rabbit, he lay there and kick at his ear with his behind foot and holler, Ow! Mr. Lion see the ashes on Br'er Rabbit, and he don't know what to think. He look all round, but he ain't seen nothing. He drap his head and listen, but he ain't hear nothing. Then he lay down and begin to drap off to sleep. After a while, when he begun to snore like he done before, Br'er Rabbit, he jump up and sprinkle some more coal ashes on himself and fling the hot embers on Mr. Lion. Mr. Lion jump up, he did, and holler, There you is again! Br'er Rabbit, he kick and squall and allow, You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Mr. Lion, for to be trying to bun me up. Mr. Lion hold up his hands and just vow taint him. Br'er Rabbit, he looks sort of jubious, but he ain't saying nothing. By and by, he holler out, Phew wee, I smell rags a-burning. Mr. Lion, he sort of flinch, he did, and allow, Tain't no rags, Br'er Rabbit, it's my hair a-singin'. They look all round, they did, but they ain't seen nothing nor nobody. Br'er Rabbit, he say he gwine do some tall watchin' next time, cause he bound to catch to somebody what been playin' dem kind of pranks on him. With that, Mr. Lion lay down again, and twa'n't long fore he dropped asleep. Well, then, continued Uncle Remus, taking a long breath, the very next kind of doin's took and happen. The coal ashes fall on Br'er Rabbit, and the hot embers fall on Mr. Lion. But by the time Mr. Lion jump up, Br'er Rabbit, he holler out, I see them, Mr. Lion, I see them. I see the way they come from across the creek. They most surely did. With that, Mr. Lion, 
he fetched a beller, and he jumped across the creek. No sooner is he do this, Uncle Remus went on in a tone at once impressive and confidential, no sooner is he do this, than Br'er Rabbit cut the string what hold the banks together, and lo and behold, there they was. What was, Uncle Remus? the little boy asked, more amazed than he had been in many a day. Bless your soul, honey, de banks. Course, when Br'er Rabbit took and cut the string, de banks of the creek, de banks, they fall out, they did, and Mr. Lion can't jump back. De banks, they keep on falling back, and de creek keep on getting wider and wider, twill by and by Br'er Rabbit and Mr. Lion ate inside of one another. And from dat day to dis, de big water's been rolling twixt em. But, Uncle Remus, how could the banks of a creek be tied with a string? I ain't axed em dat, honey, and therefore you'll have to take em as you get em. Next time the tale-teller come round, I'll up and ax him. And if you ain't too fur off, I'll whirl in and send you word. And then you can go and see for yourself. But tain't scarcely worth your while for to blame me, honey, about the creek banks being tied with a string. Who put em there? I'll be blessed if I knows, but I knows who unloose em. That's what I knows. It is very doubtful if this copious explanation was satisfactory to the child, but just as Uncle Remus concluded, Daddy Jack came shuffling in, and shortly afterwards both Aunt Tempy and Tildy put in an appearance, and the mind of the youngster was diverted to other matters. End of chapter 58